1: Sans
2: Pants Radio! Are you a fan of Sans Pants Radio and also have Facebook? I mean, probably. It's 2017. Well, that's great, because we just created a Facebook group for all Sans Pants fans to gather and chat. Discuss the latest episodes, your favorite hosts, me, probably Dusha, and check for news and upcoming events. Just head to Facebook and search Sans Pants Radio Stuff and Nonsense and join in the conversation. The link will be in the description below. Maybe I'll post a shot up a second hypothetical. Maybe Adam will ask for dating advice. Who knows? Life's a roller coaster. Also, if discussing sandspants isn't enough and you also want to wear sandspants, head to tpublic.com slash store slash radio and take advantage of their Black Friday sale, running from the twenty second of November to the twenty fifth. We got a whole bunch of mad shirts going on there. My favorite is probably when the circus came to town D&D shirt, or anyone with my face in it. That's tpublic.com slash store slash radio. Alright, time to boogie. Enjoy the show.
0: Welcome to another episode of Movie Maintenance, where some films just need fixing. I'm Gabe. I'm Carney.
2: I'm
1: Kath.
0: And today we're looking at Kingsman, The Golden Circle. Which I loved. I really yeah, had a great time. I just want to stipulate that that opening about some films just need fixing is for once a total lie yep. because this is a film that doesn't need fixing this yep. is a film that Oof. was grand from start to finish yep. it was completely flawless everything worked perfectly and i won't hear a word against it
3: the reviews were like pretty mixed to bad the right? reviews were pretty savage and i think unnecessarily so did you see it like had the reviews sort of come out when you saw it did you yeah, straight I'd, away i
0: read quite a few of like pretty savage reviews but i guess okay like this is a bit of a weird context here like i didn't see the first kingsman in the movies i saw it sort of towards the end of that year in a not pirated version yep. um, and <laughs> legally in my living room from it from a USB mm. um but and, but anyway so um, legit. Yeah, yeah no it was totally yeah you know, yeah uh, legal streaming um but the funny thing about it was that I remember watching it and it was at a time like that year was just kind of a year that just sort of like just sucked. Yep. In a lot of ways. Like, I was living in a shitty apartment, had a shitty job. Oh, I everything thought you meant film-wise. I thought it was like the idea of Well, we Movie made sense is going was deep. was like just kind of – one of those years where just – everything is just like that little bit grim. What year was and, it? And 2015.
1: I think we met. No, we no, graduated we that, that year. Would
0: probably correlate in some way. We <laughs> did that year, but mate, okay. That was no, no, actually, I met you the year before. So maybe like it took that long for the you to impact how, of Kath. To how much of a it was. Drag my life into the gutter, <laughs> but but no, like I, I think this film just kind of came along at a time when like. I needed to see something that just kind of reminded me of all the things I sort of loved about the movies. Like, a film that just wasn't especially deep, but it kind of just hit all the points. It was fun. It was funny. It had a lot of heart. It actually had a theme. The whole thing about, you know, not blaming other people for your circumstances and just kind of, like, rising above it and being, being like, that great line where Colin Firth says, being a gentleman or, like, true nobility isn't being superior to your fellow man. It's being superior to your former self, Mm. which is kind of a great theme. It's it's all about sort of, you know... Moving past your flaws and moving past Ooh. your mistakes, which is a,
1: just to keep it on the the Gabe plotline here, probably was a really good time for you because you were just graduating from your masters. Do you know what I mean? You were about to start making movements or choices that probably, were going to affect your future. I, I guess. probably
0: wouldn't go that far with it. Like I, th- I think it was all more right, just yeah. like it was. It was simmer down, kind I'm of a mistake. I'm going to go. <laughs> like, sorry, we don't need to get that deep. I thought
1: I would figured you out there, but I <laughs> anyway, guess I, I don't know
0: you at all. I guess like my love for the first Kingsman probably is that little bit. More than a lot of people's would be for what's otherwise just like a fun, well constructed, well made film, in that it just kind of came at a time where I think I just needed a film like this yeah. to be kind of like, hey, this is actually what I love about this. And because that year was kind of a year when like I was finishing my master's and there was just no future prospects, I'm kind of sitting there being like, okay, nothing I'm applying for is coming through, nothing's really coming together. And my master was kind of the last point of my, I guess, education. And past that, it was like, what the fuck do I do next? And Kind of, I was becoming job. disillusioned by everything, and then watching this film was like, no, this is why, this is why, this is the kind of like entertaining, well-made, good stuff that like made me fall in love with this medium in the first mm-hmm. place. So I was really, really excited for the second one. Yep. And when I read the reviews, I was like, oh no! But like, I was predisposed to love it. And when I watched it, I was like, you know what? Like, yeah, it, it was flawed. It was the overlong. Second one or the, first the second one? one, yeah, like it was the, uh, the f- first one had its problems too, but like the second one was overlong. It was messy. It spent way too much time on certain things. It made <laughs> some really odd choices. But it's one of those things where the moments where it worked for me really, really sang. I love the heart of it. Literally. Um, The Mm. the country road scene. Yeah. The country (laughs) road scene is probably my favourite movie scene of the year. Yeah, same. Mine too. And I think that's just that kind of like Matthew Vaughn, ability to just sort of be like no i'm just gonna fucking swing for the fences i'm just gonna go for broke because fuck it and i'm gonna buy into this and i'm just gonna go all out with my heart i'm gonna be cynical and funny and quirky for the rest of it but in these moments when i want my emotions to hit home i'm just gonna fucking go for it no other filmmaker would have the audacity to do a do a scene like that no other filmmaker would have the audacity to do most of what matthew vaughn does in these films and that's kind of what i admire about the kingsman movies is this sheer sense of just Fuck it! We're just going to throw everything
3: at the wall and see what sticks. He does heartfelt absurdity, just about you, as good as anybody. Yeah, and uh, uh, Kickass f- has it too. Oh, definitely. Yeah, like Kickass uh, is I, great. I've loved all his films. I'm trying to think if he's made a, f- a bad film. Some would say Kingsman too, but I, I like I loved it. I saw the reviews going into it, and I just went, you know what? I don't really give a shit because I know what I want from these films. Like, it's not going to fucking win Best Picture at the Oscars. I just want to go there and watch like a cool spy story with characters who I really like. Like, I fucking love these characters and it's just fun and the action's great. Ah, I had a great time. Kathy?
1: I fucking hated it.
3: Ah, oh, you're the worst.
0: It
1: was just, oh my gosh. Oh, I First can't year even... high school musical episode, now this.
0: You were just rubbing salt in my main wounds. Yeah, I... <laughs>
1: Live to cause you pain, Gabe. No, I thought it was terrible. I, I get what you mean about the song. That would be the only moment that I was like, that's kind of cool. but Kind of cool? Th- no, but, but here's the <laughs> thing. At this, this point, I was so bored and I was so like rolling my eyes till they fell out of my head that I just didn't, I was just like, ah, I don't give a shit. Did like, you just, like the I just first wanted one? it to be over. Honestly, I like. I'm going to tell you guys the truth. I fell asleep. I fell asleep. I woke up. I asked the person next to me what happened and they were like, it doesn't matter. And I continued to watch and I realized it didn't fucking matter because it was terrible. Um, the first one I really enjoyed. I really, really enjoyed it. I, I kind of enjoyed the mince, the putting him in the thing, the mincemeat thing. Yeah. I thought that was kind of fun, but that was like the only thing that I was like, the four out of 10 in excitement. Like I just didn't give a shit. So
0: what for you, a lot of the reviews talked about the fact that they were like, oh, if you like the first one, it's more of the same, but they seem to like retroactive, but like they seem to retroactively say that they didn't like the first one. Whereas I was like, no, the first one was really well reviewed. And a lot of you people are the same reviewers, but they were sort of saying, oh, it's more of the same. It's more of the same. If you like the first one, I guess you'll like this one too. So Kath, what what was it that you felt this film fell short in that the first film succeeded in?
1: Oh, good question. I actually felt That the first one was, and this is maybe might sound very strange, but just bear with me. I felt like the first one was more focused and I felt like the absurdity tied more, like the world felt more complete and whole and, and smaller and more focused. So therefore, all the kind of craziness was just like a little accents on top of things that fit together. But this one, there was so much going on. The president was fucking evil, and hilarious. I'll be my high school musical pitch would suggest I love (laughs) (laughs) wild insanity, but I didn't. I didn't love it in this. You know, uh, the the president was just insane, evil for being evil. You know, there was too many characters. They had too many like. There was just what it was. Excess and everything just felt like they were just trying to be. As ridiculous as possible. Whereas the first one felt like they were trying to illustrate a slightly absurd point.
0: You know what it actually reminded me of in in that sort of excessiveness of it? It reminded me of Machete 2. <laughs> like, I remember the first Machete. I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, and I think the difference here is that, like, I didn't love the first machete i thought yeah it's fine whatever like it's fun it's you know I, I thought the original trailer they made for the grindhouse films was a lot better than the actual film itself yeah but when the second one came out it was like oh we're getting more ridiculous here's Sophia vergara with machine gun boobs and here's um you know mel gibson was the villain yeah. and and this and this and this and it was just like they were just throwing everything at the wall so again i, and I guess i'm gonna sort of contradict myself here because that was a film that threw everything at the wall but I turned it off halfway through in shady 2 because I was like, it's just too excessive. And I, I guess I definitely see what you're saying from that end. I think what brought this film home to me was the heart factor. So to me, it's little things like the fact that at the start when Eggsy kind of has that scene with Princess Tildy and she mentions Harry and he turns away yeah. and he tears up. And I'm like, how many mainstream action films that are sort of geared towards men would have a main character who they just let? cry yeah, Especially <laughs> very early in the film as well. It and maybe at the end. Sensitive. And yeah. that's kind of what I, I like, the fact that there is a sensitivity and there is a heart to the Kingsman films that I feel is lacking in a lot of blockbuster cinema. Mm. Yeah. And, and that I like
1: that in the first
0: one. Yeah, and I do, I think that's wasn't there enough. in the second one. I, I agree it's not strong enough. Well, Yeah, maybe but, it's there,
1: but it, it didn't forgive what I didn't like about yeah.
0: it. Yeah, see for me it forgave. I just tuned out, I guess. and yeah. And
1: so when it did still have good qualities I was too busy. Like the um, there was too many villains. There was like a hundred villains in that film. Like, okay, albeit there's probably like three, but <laughs> the the president, he kind of a half villain, fucking Julianne Moore and Pedro Pascal. Is that what's his name? Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was just too much going on for me.
0: See, yeah, I feel like the, the heart of it definitely grounded it for me in a mm-hmm. way that I could accept the absurd. I, I do see what you're saying. But I was kind of, because I was so willing to buy into the characters and because I like these characters, I like spending time with them, I wanted to spend more time with them. I was kind of willing to just go along for the ride. And there were definitely moments I was like, oh, there was that other
1: guy, the one that was in the first film, he was a bad guy as well.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Charlie, or whatever. There means. was yeah. there was definitely a lot of moments where I was sort of like, okay, that's that's not really necessary. Do we really need this? Like, whatever. But but by that point, it was kind of like I'm not walking into this film wanting to see like a five star Oscar winner. I'm walking in here yeah. wanting to have a good time with characters I like, mm. and it it gave me what I wanted without, I guess, exceeding that. You know,
3: that's right. If I if if we didn't like Eggsy and Merlin and and Harry, we would have been like, ah, fuck off. Yeah, but exactly, that's, exactly. That's all it is. I I, I really love the first one, but and it's definitely got heart. But this one. Had more heart for me, and it probably wasn't as cleverly done as the first one or anything like that. But it's just no. because it's the build up and it it's the characters that I've loved for a couple of one. years. And here we are, we get to see them on another adventure, and the heart just built for me. And even though it was a little bit forced or whatever, I just bought into it. Like yeah, I, me too. I just really like the characters, and I'm like, I don't give a shit that this is gone batshit crazy because I don't care. I'm having fun, and it's okay. So I like Eggsy. I like Merlin. Um, the Harry subplot was one that like.
0: And there were a few things that really conflicted me because, like, the Harry subplot- it was really dragged out, wasn't it? It was, but I was also very- I was kind of ambivalent towards it because, on the one hand, it was great to see Colin Firth back as his character. It was great to see more of Harry and Eggsy together. But for me, the moment in the first film that really brought it home for me was Harry's death. Yes. Because that was the moment that the stakes became real. Yeah. And that was the moment that it was like, oh, fuck. Like, like They can't kill gone. that character. Like we like that character. Yeah. He's like, that he's sort was of what this film a built really around. Really important moment yeah, in the last. Really film. brave choice. And it kind of forced Eggsy to move forward. And so that was kind of something I was so ambivalent towards because, on the one hand, I was like, fuck, I don't want to lose the extra Harry. But on the other hand, it shouldn't have been there because, or, no. or like, it should have been done differently because the way it was, where it was like, yeah, at first, like, you know, his aim was off and, you know, because I feel like I, I'm always a bit cool on bringing characters back from the dead unless you find a clever way to do it. And oh they didn't. Oh my god, I was so. Like a at first, tested. it was like, oh, you oh. know, here are some, here are some issues. Like his oh, aims off, yeah. and this and this. But it just by the end of it, by the time of the final fight, he was just Harry again. Yeah,
3: and that was it. It was like he might as well have never have died. Yeah, yeah. It just undercuts the stakes of, of the franchise too. When anytime someone gets basically shot in the head, we can just wrap them with the thing, and it's like yeah, they're back. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's annoying. It's really annoying. I, like Pedro I, gets shot in the head, and it's like that doesn't even matter. And that should be a huge thing that Harry's actually done that. It's like well, yeah, what the fuck, man? We, we didn't prove that he was resist. a bad guy. Yeah, but yeah it doesn't matter. But he's also, back.
1: I mean, that character, Pedro Pascal's character, was probably my biggest. Oh, I don't know. Not my. I can't even say that. It was so obvious that he was a villain. There was no yeah, dramatic yeah, tension, I and really I. I, I mean, that. that's a big thing for me because I love thrillers. Is my favorite genre. Yeah. If I know what the twist is oh, it's like, it's so irritating to me. Mm. I'm like, I'm not an idiot. Like, you've just made it so obvious. There's too many fucking characters bumbling around for the him not to be a bad guy. I found it condescending, it was also, his character. I thought
0: it was extremely clear that basically they'd written one character – and then Channing Tatum had come in for. He's just a bit there to it, set but, up the next. But, but, film. but not, not even that. I think that they brought him in. Then he was like, "Oh, my schedule means that I can't." <laughs> that's actually clear. Be that that I did most appreciate of the film. Him
1: dancing in the film, though. Yeah, that
0: was fun. That but was then, literally, my second favorite moment. Him and Pedro Pascal's character were the same character. Yeah, yeah. they oh. just brought in Pedro Pascal to like fill the role. And then Channing Tatum's like, oh, we got him at the start, we got him at the end, and I guess that way Pedro Pascal now has to be a bad guy so that his arc sort of differs because Channing Tatum doesn't have an arc because he's a cameo, essentially. He is.
1: And, and it's then, like, like you then don't then need a cameo of, like, when you've got that many actors in it. What was she doing in that film? She was just. <laughs> what was the point of it? She her? was just fucking around the whole time. I just There was too many actors. Like, I just – Yeah. I don't know, the it, whole American – Distracting.
3: Aspect of it <laughs> felt like a setup for the third film. Such a piss-weak sting at the end as well with yeah, Tatum. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's that it's that really weak. Garbage. Yeah. I avoided the trailers for this one, but just that even in even in the posters, like Pedro Pascal's not really in any of them, and so it's so clear that something must have happened with the schedule uh, for Channing. Yeah, Tate, I think oh, so. Yeah, unless it's just them thinking it's a clever diversion or whatever. I but think, I don't think so. Yeah. I I think, think yeah. they I put Channing in front and center too. I mean, Pedro Pascal isn't as
1: big a name as any of the other actors in the thing, though. He's I
3: as big isn't. Oh, no, not at all.
1: Yeah. So, I, I mean, for me, I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, oh, well, he's not a name. He's not a, a, as big a name. He's not a drawer.
3: Yeah. It's like, give that screen time to Jeff Bridges, like Harley Berry or
1: yeah, Shani Yeah. Halle like, Berry. Why, why couldn't she's just cut her character make Pedro Pascal's character Harley Berry?
0: Yeah, that would have Then you've been, got two, two main sense.
1: female villains as well, which is an interesting dynamic in a yeah. of yeah. Or itself. just it like another. because like we have seen like, a lot of.
0: There was just this kind of weird sexism to it as well, with like, like the first film. I didn't, I didn't actually find the first film. I know that it got criticism for like the anal sex joke at the end. I didn't. I don't remember that. Oh, just at the end where she's like, where she's like, oh, you know, if you if you save the world, he he's like, if I save the world, will you give me a kiss? And she goes, if you save the world, you can fuck me in the ass. <sighs> and he just Jesus. goes, I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> and then it ends with that. And it was like, I, I just thought it was funny. I thought yeah. it was, it wasn't really anything. Did you know,
1: when I fell asleep in this film, I can pinpoint when I fell asleep in this film. When he put the thing up her vagina,
3: or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Do
1: you, you
0: guys don't know the need bit to I'm whisper, talking? cat this podcast? Has <laughs> Do we, an we know e the bit iTunes, you're talking about? Yeah, I think I remember, I remember that. Being yeah. Like, yeah, something fucking is happening. That where the camera happening. zooms up her vagina and, then, and no no, no, I didn't see it, but I kind of music.
1: like heard it, and then I was like, when I woke up, I was like. T- we in her vagina still? Like,
0: What's <laughs> going on? This film just went to her vagina. And never are we came just out? like chilling. That's Gabe's like... like fix for are <laughs> Just
1: chilling That's in her reproductive go. system. We're on our way to the eggs. Yeah. No, uh, uh, my friend, actually, my another one of my friends, I saw the film with. She hadn't seen the first film. Yeah. Also, didn't realize it was a sequel. Just thought it was a fun film called Kingsman. Yeah. And I was like, when, when I when I talked to her about it, and she she was like, oh, was that a sequel? And I was like. Yeah, like weren't you terribly confused? And she's like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "With the whole Colin Firth thing going on, that there seemed everyone seemed to know what was happening, and it wasn't really explained to you." And she was like, "No, oh. I think it was." Well, no, but like him, all you see in this film is he gets shot. Yeah,
3: you but they explain it. Like you wouldn't. You could watch this film without seeing the first. One.
1: I don't know. I yeah, was you, like, you, I was like,
3: Kathy, you fell asleep. You don't know what no, the fuck you're talking about. No, but I
1: was like, why? No, I was like, from your perspective, why was Samuel Jackson? Showing up, shooting a gun, and leaving—like, wouldn't that have been? Yeah, what did she confusing say? Did you? she just
3: go? Yeah, it was a flashback.
1: Or she was just like, "Oh, I just thought he was like a little cameo," which I think <laughs> is a testament to how there were too many actors bumbling around. That she accepted that Samuel yeah, Jackson I, I just showed probably. up and fucked but, off. That she was like, "It fits with the rest of it." She hated the film too, for the yeah.
0: record. But yeah, I do. I do think that like there's this, particularly like with Harry Halle Berry's character, was this whole thing where she goes, "Oh, you know." Whiskey doesn't want me to be an agent and all of this stuff, and she's like the one female agent, and then she just kind of doesn't do anything, and she's kind of got this thing where she talks about wanting to do more, but then she just doesn't until the end, where it's like I'm going to step forward and be this agent. It's and like, we're we meant to give a shit. We don't know anything about you. We don't yeah. know who you are. We don't need to. We don't care. Roxy just kind of is. who was a major character in the first one just kind of gets killed yeah, off that was suddenly. It was just like, such a like. I a film that has so many good female actors. It was such a bloke heavy film. Mm.
1: It felt like for me that they were like all these actors were like fuck yeah I love the first one, and they were like so excited that they had so many people wanting to work on it probably they, they, they
0: didn't they, say no to anyone
1: and they didn't know what to do with it yeah, yeah. they were like okay we'll fit you in and it, it ultimately and was-
0: the choices they make you have all these top-notch actors and you sacrifice their screen time for the subplot about Eggsy and Princess Tildy, yeah, which yeah. like it just what I mean I didn't I didn't mind the idea that I thought it was it was in a weird way subversive that your James Bond type figure has a girlfriend and then has to call her before seducing a target. That was nice to be one. like I, I didn't mind that because yeah. that's something we've never seen before on a spy film. But they didn't do anything further with it really apart from she existed to be the damsel in distress that gave him a reason to want to solve. I could do without anything. the wedding at the end. Yeah, that was really it just like doesn't really make any sense. She was the
1: carrot at the end of the stick. Yeah, basically.
0: Yeah. yeah. It was just sort of like, well, what was like, I don't know what it's makes your relationship tick. I don't right. know why I should care about you. Also, with Halle Berry, I mean,
3: like, A, they should have done something with her, but I also would have preferred at the end if it's kind of like, no, nah, get fucked, um, statesman. I'm going to join Kingsman. Like, she should have just taken over Merlin's job. Yeah.
0: I mean, I mean,
1: like, you had your chance. Like, yeah, but yeah, like, right? you guys didn't want me. Yeah. you be okay. like, what work Who's this chick?
0: Whiskey voted me down. The rest of you agreed with him. Fuck yeah. all of you. I'm going to join Kingsman. Yeah. That would have actually made it all worth it for me. Yeah. Like even, I mean, I would have liked a bit more personality. Oh, definitely. Her, but yeah. that totally would have given her character something. Absolutely. So look, obviously with all that in mind, this one was perfect. And, <laughs> and there is no reason to mess with it. But there, there are maybe a couple of things that whisper it. Lay it on us, Gabe. Could have been We're a ready. bit improved. Yeah. So I've, um, I've put together sort of a bit of a restructuring, a bit of a streamlining, I think might be the best word. Yes. For sure. it's it not- could
1: really have done with that.
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of one of its biggest issues is that it needed to be tight and streamlined. It was it was so messy and there was so much going on and it kind of felt like it was always just being like, oh, this impulse, then this impulse, then this impulse, and this impulse. And sometimes that worked with the Elton John stuff, and sometimes <laughs> it didn't. Fuck yeah, was so
1: actually, I'll give you that. The Elton John madness was
2: perfect. Yeah, so just yeah. that clarify, was my favorite part. Those of are the film. like the
0: things like the heart, the country world oh, so scene, I just loved funny. it. And the Elton John thing just even him, the, him beating up goons to Saturday night's all right for fighting and then stopping and winking at the camera, or no, smiling at the camera oh. as he spear kicks it. Oh, fuck, it was so he good. He was
1: excellent. Can just, I start the Elton John Oscar campaign right now?
0: Oh, he was terrible. Supporting actor, the, best no.
1: supporting actor. The, I'm, <laughs> he's got my vote.
0: Can I just, can I just <laughs> say, just to pay tribute to a bit that I fucking loved, when Colin first fighting the robot dog, and then Rocket oh, Man starts fuck playing, yeah. that's and like John uh, steps into the Outside screen. of Country Roads, the
3: best moment of Oh, ever. my <laughs> God.
0: I lost my- mind. I've seen it twice, and yep. both times I lost my <laughs> mind at that scene. I just couldn't stop laughing. Oh, just him sliding into frame with his big, shit-eating grin, yep. and Rocket oh Man God. starts playing. And the Actually, amount times they got Elton John to say, fuck, oh,
1: in the I had trouble, though, just quickly. I had trouble watching them, those dogs, even though they were robot dogs. They were still similar enough to real dogs. that I was like, come on. Harden like, the fuck
0: up, Cathy. They're robots. On, mate.
1: I cannot watch dogs getting hurt. Drink some concrete, mate. They're dogs. robots. <laughs> okay, so I'm actually going
0: to keep the bulk of the film and its structure the same, just with a few key changes. So the opening scene can be the same. Because I actually don't mind, in theory, the return of Charlie as like this kind of old shadow of the past. And also it kind of ties into one of the themes I want this film to explore. So it actually has a point to make and the thing to explore so charlie's return does tie into that so like in the film it'll be the same you know we'll have them fight and charlie's robot arm gets left behind Eggsy escapes into the water with the car but this time we're not going to have him being all stressed about oh no i have to make this dinner and so therefore i'm going to swim through a sewer because he's not worried about being late this time because even though he does have an engagement i'm scrapping the entire princess tildy thing because again didn't buy their relationship didn't understand why they were with each other she's not a great actress either and she's not and to be honest it kind of It kind of felt like a way to retroactively make up for the anal joke at the end of the first film by kind of making her more prominent. Yep. And being like, oh
1: no, she's an important character. It wasn't just a throwaway gag. I don't even remember gag. her from the first film. Well.
0: But, so anyway.
1: But I'm falling asleep in cinemas For the,
0: for the purpose of this version of Kingsman 2, Princess Tildy is just for Eggsy a distant but very pleasant memory. And so <laughs> instead of any of that, instead of going to dinner with her or anything, he's going to a wild party back at his home estate okay. with his old mates. And so he dresses up back in his old gear and maybe we have a scene of him like, you know, do I, have I got my cap at the right angle? Like, have I, have I like, maybe should I have my pants down a bit further? Like, should I look a bit messier? (laughs) Like, basically he's going from like gentleman spy to like trying to look like a chav again. Yeah, And he's, instead of him being like really meticulous with his suit, now he's being meticulous with just trying to look like one of the old crew. And so he kind of goes back, but the moment he arrives at the party, it becomes clear that like, no matter how much he dresses like one of them or tries to act like one of them, he just isn't anymore. Yeah. Because the rest of them are all drunk and they're all smoking stuff. And then when they offer drugs and stuff to Eggsy, he kind of, like, refuses but tries to sort of do it in character. Which prompts his mate Liam to sort of drunkenly have a go at him about, oh, you know, you're too good for us all now. You think you're better than all of us. Yeah. This and this and this. And Eggsy tries to argue the point with him. But while back in the old days they probably would have gotten to a bit of a fight and then sort of made up and had a beer together. Now Liam tries to
3: take a swing at Eggsy and Eggsy just easily and painlessly disarms him.
2: Yeah. yeah. And imagine kind of staring
3: at him. Imagining, like, Eggsy at a party. And just, cause he's like the super spy now. So it like, someone would drop a glass and he'd be like. Phew looking over yeah. at it and like yeah. someone would bump in and be like on alert to fight, but not fight people. So we have but heaps yeah. of that. Like basically yeah. we want to
0: juxtapose. And are
1: people noticing Gabe? Yes. People yeah, are noticing. Okay.
3: We want to juxtapose
0: his past and his present. We want to show where he came from with where he is now. And the fact that he's trying to have it both, yep. mm-hmm. both ways. He's trying to still be friends with his, you know, old crew. He's trying to still be a part of where he came from. But at the same time, he's now a gentleman super spy who saves the world on a regular basis. Yep. How do you reconcile these two worlds? Cool. So, they have this little scuffle and Eggsy kind of everyone's staring at him. And so he just leaves the party and he's kind of dejected. And what they're saying about him is kind of reverberating through his head. And he's like, you know, I used to laugh at posh wankers like me. And now I'm one of those posh wankers. And he he doesn't have anyone to guide him anymore. He doesn't, none of the other Kingsmen care about him or look at him the same way that Harry did. And without that, he's kind of adrift and kind of unsure of his place in all of this. And so he calls the only person he knows to talk to, which is Roxy. And, he kind of confides in her and tells her about his night and how he feels. And she just says, let's get a drink. And so she joins him in London and they sit in a bar. And maybe we have a bit of John Denver playing just to kind of set up that motif. And they sit in the bar and they just talk about the job and what it means for them. Because Roxy kind of feels the same way as Eggsy. She's grappling with the fact that all her old friends and her family and everyone, they all think that she's distant and above them now because she's too committed to her job. They think that she's kind of forgotten about them. And it's hard because she believes that they're doing the right thing, but that obviously is coming at a cost, and that cost is the fact that it's becoming harder and harder to remember the person you used to be. Yep. So they have a few more drinks, and they discuss this, and what they don't realise is that as they're doing this, something very fucking bad is happening. Because while this is happening, we can imagine that we still get introduced to Julian Moore's drug baron Poppy the same way, her 50s-themed hideout in Cambodia, and her plan. So like in the film, she uses Charlie's robotic arm to track the Kingsmen and to wipe out the mansion all except Eggsy and Roxy, who happened to be out at the time. Cool. Now, for the record, I just want to preempt this. I'm going to keep Poppy roughly the same. So everything from her hideout to the fact that she uses robots because of their loyalty and the fact that they don't have that weak human factor and the fact that she has Elton John captive and performing for her, all of that can stay the same. I don't really have a problem with her stuff. No, not really. Um, There's a couple of things I'm going to tweak with it, which you'll see as we go. But otherwise, it's all the same. And her plan, like poisoning her drugs to force the government to legalize them in order for her to give them the antidote to avoid the death of millions, that can all stay.
1: It's due to her madness, her yeah, particular brand of yeah. insanity.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So that's all the same. That happens. Kingsman gets wiped out. But back to our heroes, the dual heroes, because in this version, it's Roxy who survives with Eggsy. Yeah. While the rest of Kingsman is wiped out. Love it. So... She's a great character. Yeah. I really like her in the film. In this one. she can be. Yep. And so through their glasses or some secret spy shit or whatever, they find <laughs> out what happened to Kingsman. And like in the film, they're horrified. Arthur and Merlin, everyone, they're gone. And here they are, they're out in the streets, they've got no gadgets, they've got nowhere to go, they've got no idea of where to turn. And it's here that Eggsy starts to panic. They've lost everyone. What the fuck are they going to do? But Roxy stays totally calm. Because remember in the first film, she was the one to pass her training with the dog and everything. Yep. She was the one who overcame emotion. Mm-hmm. So she takes the lead. Now, I'm going to tweak it a bit. In the, their training did tell them about the Doomsday Protocol, which takes the form of a letter that every Kingsman operative gets upon becoming an operative. And so they have to decode the letter. And maybe we get some scenes of these two who essentially they're just kids bickering and arguing as they try to get to the bottom of this code. Maybe a bit of fun banter, but eventually it leads them to the cellar where they find the Statesman bottle. Like in the film, they're dejected. They have no idea what to do. So they decide to drink. And as they finish the bottle, they find the clue that, with a swell of country roads, leads them to Statesman. Nice. So a lot of this can play out the same. They arrive in America, they infiltrate the Statesman Brewery, they have a fight with Channing Tatum's tequila, which he wins. And then he attempts to threaten them for information, and as an attempt to force their hand, he reveals behind the glass the captive and amnesiac Harry Hart.
3: Okay. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So that's staying. Yeah.
1: I liked, for the record, I know I've been complaining about too many actors. Channing Tatum was, like, the one I didn't mind because I thought he was really good. And I'm not a big for the, cha-
0: for the time he had. I'm going to yeah, give him yeah, yeah. a bigger role. I know. Cool.
1: For, I just. I know everyone's like, oh, so hot. Not because of that. I just thought he was like well cast. Well, his
3: character had personality. Yeah, we get it. You're very attracted
0: to I'm him. So like he's a very good looking man. man. Yeah. Like, no, we get but it. But like, I,
1: yeah, unrelated. If you could to just that.
3: stop
0: objectifying Channing Tatum for five minutes, so no, we can, like really actually <laughs> talk about like the depth of the film and this Kathy, character. Come on, mate. <laughs> like, come on, dude. <laughs> I got nothing. Keep it in your pants. Um. So, sorry.
3: Uh, so damn slug. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ. So same thing. Uh maybe he pours the stuff and them, he the, the them, he threatens to set them on fire. And Eggsy's like panicked and desperate to save Harry. Don't hurt Harry, don't hurt Harry. Again, Roxy is calm and collected because again, she didn't have that same connection with Harry as Eggsy and Merlin had. And let's not forget, again, she passed her fucking training. Mm. But again, like in the film, they're interrupted. And this time not by Halle Berry's ginger ale, who again, useless character, and we're just gonna scrap her know, all together. Man. Yeah. <laughs> She's but instead, not paying attention. they're interrupted by Merlin. Oh. Oh. Who, as it turns out, had been sent to the Statesman on a top secret mission when it turned out they had Harry Hart in their possession. Ah, uh, okay, cool. Great. Yeah. So he was in America at the time the bombs went off. Nice. So, Tequila, he realizes that they are Kingsman operatives, and that's okay, and him and Merlin together explain the situation, but it's a bit different. There's none of that gel shit because that was dumb. Instead, in this version, Harry was found in a hospital in America, quite alive and okay, but with no memory of who he was. And so, the statesman kind of took him in, contacted Kingsman, were like, hey, this is one of yours. What the fuck's going on here? We thought Richmond Valentine killed him. What do we do? And ever since then, Merlin's been there. He's only got there recently, and they've just been trying to figure out how to bring him back, but they're not sure. Yep. And again, so the next part of the film, we're gonna focus it down, get rid of the whole Glastonbury thing, and we're just gonna focus. No on- vagina? No vagina, I'm sorry, Kath.
1: Oh, I'm I might go. Look, it's very <laughs> there's really nothing left in it this. It was kind for
0: me. of the crux of the film. So <laughs> Wait, without it the whole thing falls down like a deck of cards. <sighs> So without all of that, we're just going to focus on the attempts to revive Harry. So during all of this, Roxy, who is hellbent on working out who destroyed Kingsman, is just urging Eggsy to give up. They don't need Harry anymore. They need to be more focused on whoever destroyed the Kingsman and everything. But Eggsy just can't let go of his mentor. And eventually he happens on the idea of using the dog like in the film – threatening the dog in front of Harry to remind him of the trauma of having to shoot his own dog. They do that, and they manage to bring him back just as Poppy sends out her message about the poison drugs and her promise to only release the antidote if her products are legalised. Now, like in the film, the president can be like this weird Trump-Bush hybrid mashup. Who decides not to acquiesce to her demands in order to end the war on drugs, but like to pretend to? But I don't want to spend as much time on him. Like no. just one scene will suffice. Especially just, um, was it
3: like Emily Mortimer. Was she Emily Watson? Emily Watson. Yeah, um,
0: that
1: was who that girl was. Yeah. she yeah. was so familiar. She's an actor oh.
3: who is good. Why was she in that role? They must have cut yeah. some stuff. I
0: guess. Why was she in the, the role? Because one? they
1: got every other actor yeah, yeah. in this film. Yeah,
3: that was frustrating. Bruce Greenwood is the president. I, I that was fun, fine, but like it just. Yeah. It, there was but yeah, too they much devoted there. too much time. Like everything in this film. Yeah. It was just too much.
1: ridiculously evil. Like, yeah. when at the end, when he was like,
2: lock him away. It was like, no, but oh, I just, God.
3: I love the scene where he's talking to like his, um, the, the, the I don't know, the army officer or whatever. And he's like, I just, uh, I just won the war on drugs. And the guy's like, congratulations, sir.
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, that's I think the I best. Was asleep then. Um, we, can, we can
3: keep a bit of that because, like, I don't mind
0: the ridiculousness of him. But again, excess, let's tone it down. Yes. One scene, that's fine. Yeah. Yep. One okay. scene, we can have a All chuckle right. and then we just move on with our lives.
1: With that. Or make him more evil. Make him more ridiculous. Yeah,
0: why not? But again, like go full just evil one scene because yeah. we've got other villains. Get to focus a Trump
1: on. impersonator or Is- a, a like. Let's do something like that.
0: Sure, thanks, handsome Tom.
1: So I don't get this reference, but I'll take it. You're very welcome.
0: With the newly revived Harry on side, they use Charlie's arm, which let's say Merlin had like received the tech or stats for while he was in America, and they use the arm to trace him to Switzerland. So none of the girlfriend, Glastonbury, vagina thing. They get there using his arm somehow. Science shit. Because <laughs> again, the main thing I want to be doing here is streamlining everything. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: You'll notice as well at this point that I got rid of Pedro Pascal's character. Excellent. Again, because he yes. was just Channing Tatum's character. So let's imagine Channing Tatum's availability was there for the whole film. Yes. So he's there in the same presence Pedro Pascal was. Can we just give like Channing Tatum the cool whip that Pedro had? Yeah, why not? Yeah, because that was sick. So that can all stay. Now the bulk of the Switzerland trip can play out the same, but we're gonna have a few key differences. So the team going there is tequila. Harry, Eggsy, Roxy, and Merlin. Yep. So Merlin's there, and Harry the whole time is kind of suspicious of tequila, the same way he is of whiskey in the film. And Harry's like telling Eggsy, I think he's a spy. And Eggsy kind of talks to Roxy about it, but Roxy's like, Harry's unstable, he shouldn't even be with us. Why is he here? He's damaged, he's unstable, he needs time to rest and recuperate. But Eggsy, who's just too happy to have Harry back, just turns a blind eye to this. So Eggsy and Roxy infiltrate the lab, leaving tequila, Harry, and Merlin to run recon at the bottom of the mountain. And in Roxy up there managed to get some antidote, but there they meet Charlie. Yep. And this time a fight plays out. But in this version, I think the chaos in the gondola can just happen with them actually fighting Charlie on the gondola okay, and cool. fighting him inside it. So it's all like moving around and getting fucked up and the glasses cracking and everything as they're fighting him. And because Charlie has his uh, bionic arm or whatever, he's easily kind of overpowering them but maybe they use some gadget shits and everything and eventually Eggsy and roxy do manage to get the upper hands and when they do and they kind of have charlie at gunpoint his arm might be disarmed or something yeah disarmed um <laughs> charlie just breaks down and he just he just apologizes okay and he's like oh, i'm sorry i never wanted this i i didn't give a shit about kingsman what happened at valentine's lair was enough i got out that fucked me up and i just want to forget about all of it but then poppy threatened my family because she knew I knew things about the organization she could use. And he says, because that's what she does. She preys on emotions to manipulate people. Hence the blackmail. She's literally using millions of people's loved ones lives as collateral to get what she wants. That's what she does. You need to know that's what she, and as he says that a mechanism, in his arm goes off killing him. All right, cool. So Roxy and Eggsy are shaken and they arrive back with the others and they've got the antidote. Except like in the film, and maybe this happens during a shootout with a bunch of their goons turning up, Harry attacks, and this time shoots Tequila maybe in the stomach. Yeah. Doesn't kill him, doesn't shoot him in the head because we don't have the gel. Wounds him, and in the process destroys the antidote. And the others kind of restrain him, and Merlin's like, what the fuck are you doing? And Eggsy's like, upset, and Roxy just pulls Eggsy aside and is like, this is why. This is why we can't trust him. We don't know what that bullet wound did to him. We don't know what's wrong with him. And Eggsy replies, I I would trust Harry with my life. But at this, Roxy just cracks. And she just says to him, this is why you didn't pass your training. Okay, yeah. This is why you're not real Kingsman. Oh. Oh. Because you can't put your emotions aside to see things for what they are. Shit. Yep. And Eggsy is shocked and he's hurt. But before he can snap back, a call comes in on Tequila's phone. The Statesman headquarters have been destroyed. Oh. Somehow, Poppy knew where to find them. So in this heated moment, accusations start flying. Who betrayed who? They start blaming each other and pointing fingers. Even Tequila, who's like wounded and bandaged up, is like, it's you know, pointing fingers and sort of saying, it's ever since you you Brits came in here, you've ruined everything. And they're all yelling at each other. And Eggsy just is like, stop, stop. We're all that's left. We have to trust each other. Because all we've got now is me and Roxy, unstable Harry, Merlin, who's a techie, and wounded Tequila. What the fuck do we do? We need to get to Poppy now and defeat her. So together, maybe Merlin does some MacGuffin surveillance stuff and he sorts out her location. Maybe another thing to do with the arm or something. Maybe he was like trying to decode something for the whole film and that's been playing out in the background. And finally he cracks it, figures out where it came from, finds her location. So Tequila, who's still wounded, tells them the location of a secret statesman jet. And together they go there. Maybe they have to fight their way in. Like Maybe some of Poppy's goons there are like, trying to secure it and stop it and like see if there are any like rogue statesman agents there maybe yep. they have a bit of a fight scene getting in there and maybe it could be like quite funny because you've got harry like missing people left right and center you've got merlin not really sure what to do they're trying to carry tequila through the middle of it maybe there's like a bit of a chaotic scene but eventually they get in there and they get the jet and so they kind of put tequila in the med bay in the back of the jet they start to fly and the four kingsman agent prepare and merlin's gonna have to take the field with them because they need whoever they can get yep So on the plane, I want to have a variation of that father-son talk that Harry and Eggsy did, which I really liked. But this time, because there's no Princess Tildy, Eggsy's talking about the fact that he just is scared that he's too soft and weak for this and that he's not cut out for this. And he kind of sometimes wants to go back to his old life and he sees his old friends and he feels like, do I even belong here? Do I even even want to be part of this? And if I am, how can I reconcile that with actually
3: trying to care about people? It's so hard for him, though, because- like he would feel I don't belong with Kingsman but I don't belong back with my friends anymore. So he's like, well, he's yeah. just stranded in no changed. man's land. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. He's fine. like can I can I be both? How how can I be both? Yeah, can I don't I just say. How.
1: He's not on like the Britney Spears song I'm not a girl, not yet a woman, but for a male version of that.
0: Okay. If You're I knew so what welcome. song that was. You know I? that song. No, I don't. Okay. Don't sing it. I don't need that.
1: I'll show you. Um, it's perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. I'm um, so
1: sorry, Gabic.
0: <laughs> no, that's okay. So they kind of have this talk, and then Harris says the same thing he says in the film, where he says, when he was shot, what he saw was nothing, because he had nothing. He devoted everything to Kingsman, which meant he just had nothing to lose. He says, in the end, caring isn't such a bad thing. So, like in the film, they arrive in Cambodia, and they fight their way through the forest towards Poppy's lair. And like in the film, Exy steps on a mine, and like in the film, Merlin freezes it and steps on the mine... In his place, and the whole bit can play out the same because it was beautiful yes. and perfect and wonderful. Merlin sings "Country Road." Country Road, <laughs> take me home to the
3: place
0: I belong. West Virginia,
3: Mount Mama. Oh, it's beautiful. Kathy, are doing this? Why aren't you joining in? I Don't
1: know the words. Oh, you're thinking Please. about Britney Spears over I, there? We, Come on, mate. We can do a sing along of that nah, song. Nah, we're not gonna, I gonna do get that. On board.
0: We just broadcast our singing to a lot of people. Oh. <laughs> I wish we hadn't it was done that. Beautiful. It
1: actually was beautiful.
0: <laughs> okay. So that happens. Same as ever. Beautiful. Tears. Wonderful. And now in this version, it also kind of aids the film because for Roxy, she's kind of confronted with what emotion and loyalty and love makes us do because beyond anything else, it makes us heroic. It makes us self-sacrificing. It makes us put others ahead of ourselves. It makes us worth remembering when we're lost, and more than anything else, it gives us a reason for doing what we do as Kingsmen. Fuck, this is a bit beautiful. Mm. So Roxy's kind it. of ideas of the emotionless agent are kind of shaken here as well because yeah. without emotion and without compassion, why be a Kingsman? So oh. with this in mind, the three enter the fray for Merlin, and like in the film, they're going to battle their way through to the strains of Elton John singing Saturday Night's <laughs> Fighting. Excellent. And like in the film, this You're is good? juxtaposed with Elton fighting the goons himself. Yeah. But this time in the chaos, it's Roxy who ends up joining Elton and fighting him with the dogs and the (laughs) and, um, the bowling balls and everything. That's great. While Eggsy and Harry continue on to fight Poppy. Yep. They make their way through and they arrive and they face Poppy, but she's got no protection. The dogs are off fighting Roxy and Elton. And this immediately makes Eggsy suspicious because Poppy seems very, very calm, relaxed. What the hell is going on? Poppy just smiles at him and says, oh, Eggsy.
1: Sean's just grinning excitedly right now.
0: This is the problem with you sentimental Brits. You never notice what's right under your nose. Put a familiar face on it and you'll never see the threat. You son of a bitch. And it's as she says this that Eggsy hears the click behind <gasps> him as Harry levels a gun at his head. Get fucked.
1: <laughs> oh, fuck. Gabriel Bergmosa.
0: And Eggsy is horrified and he backs away. And he looks at Harry and says, you... He's furious and he's devastated, but Harry's face is just blank. And Poppy says, it's not him. Not really. I mean, the memories and feelings are the same, but half his brain's robotic. I fixed it up <laughs> when I found him and put him where I knew the Statesmen oh would God. track him down. Charlie was my path to you. He was my path to them. <laughs> and if he survived that blast, well, all it took was a flick of the switch to have my own private Kingsman agents. And Eggsy is just like trying to reason with Harry, but it's no use Because the other spy, with what has been done to his brain, he is 100% Poppy's. And so they are forced to fight. And as they do, Poppy just talks. See, that's the problem with you people, she says. All your ideas about honour and chivalry and loyalty, it's outdated and that only serves to fuck you up. You can't (laughs) let go of the past. And that is why I win. And it's during this fight, between past and future of Kingsman, as Eggsy is dealing with Harry's brutal attacks, that he finally realises... What he has to do. And as Roxy, having defeated the dogs with the help of Elton John, arrives to back up, they use a couple of the gadgets Merlin gave them. And finally, they incapacitate and kill Harry Hart. Oh, fucking hell. Fuck, man. Destroying the past. I have to sleep tonight. To save what the future.
1: <sighs> Jesus.
0: And Eggsy is devastated. He's crying openly. He's ruined by this as he watches the man who was more of a father to him than anyone else die again. But emotion can wait. Because right now, he has to be a Kingsman. <laughs> and like in the film, they inject Poppy and they force her to give them the code to release the antidote. And as Poppy dies, the antidote is released all over the world, saving millions of lives, possibly against the strains of Country Road.
1: <sighs>
0: but in this moment of celebration, Eggsy and Roxy just sit, dejected and alone in the ruins of Poppyland, surrounded by bodies. They've lost friends, they've lost mentors, they've seen the agencies they relied on destroyed, and now all they have left is each other. Well, each other, and as they remember, as a plane lowers down over the destroyed temple, Tequila. <laughs> he's recovered enough to fly, and so they get on board. And as they pull away, he asks what happened, and subdued, they tell him. And he nods, and he says, oh, I'm sorry, but he kind of looks at them, and he's a bit uncertain. He's like, but but we, we did it, right? We won. And Eggsy just nods. So where to now, Roxy says. And they look at each other, and we sort of see, and it's never been more clear than in this moment, that these are just... Three kids, adrift in the world, with a bunch of training, a few gadgets, a shared desire to help people, and they're just looking at each other, but they don't have their safety nets anymore. They don't have their guidance anymore. Whatever happens next is now completely up to them, and they have to make do with it no matter what. And as that plane pulls away into the sky, we hear again Harry's last words from the actual film. This is not the end, nor is it the beginning, but it might be the end of the beginning. And that brings Kingsman 2 to a close.
3: Fuck, man.
0: Okay. So I, I kept a lot from the film. Yeah. Yeah. But it was Which just about it? streamlining it. And I, yeah. I thought with with Harry, I just thought it was a cheat to bring him back just fine. Yeah. With a bit yeah, of struggle. It was, but I was it like was
1: way too much of a cheat. There's
0: gotta be, there's gotta be more to it. And the yeah. fact is, like, I kind of like the fact that's like, all right, so what is the theme of Kingsman 2? As it stands, not much, but I was like, I kind of like these dual themes of emotion versus pragmatism, but also the past versus the future. Yep. Like facing the past in order to move on to the future.
3: Yeah. and Done,
0: order to yeah. sort of struggle and, you know, you, yeah. you kind of have to sometimes shake off the
3: shackles of where you've been to get where you're going. Brilliant. Yeah. I love what you did with the theme. I love how you showed it through Eggsy and then you showed it through Roxy. That's one of the strongest additions is actually having her be a fucking
1: character. Mm. And using what was good about her.
3: Kathy, you talked about how movies annoy you when you can pick what's going to happen and that sort oh, of thing. So, for me, like, it. it's beautiful that you, you play sort of Tequila as, oh, obviously he's probably going to be the traitor and then it's fucking Harry.
0: Mm. Ugh.
1: Mm. Fuck. Yeah. My Heartbreaking heart. Heartbreaking as well.
3: Yeah, so it was like...
1: Rip our hearts out, Go. Oh. Uh, on. Mean, and, you, and, you kept,
3: and you kept the best bits that work. Country Road. Um, the, yeah. the one bit I was very A sad non- to see go was the drinking scene with Merlin. Where yeah, like, yeah. For Scotland. <laughs> well, the the <laughs> thing was, I was
0: thinking about the other day and I was like, okay, so... And I kind of started thinking about the moment I saw the film. I was like, right, how would I maintenance this? And I was like, okay, well, the first thing I would do, and again, this is what I didn't want to say before the pitch, so I didn't want to spoil it, but the two things I was so ambivalent about was that I thought Roxy should have survived, and I was like, but then is there room for Merlin? I was like, okay, and then Harry should be dead, but then you sort of lose the Colin Firth presence in the film. Those things kind of conflicted me, but then I was like, well, I'm going to do my best to have my cake and eat it too.
3: Yeah, like, but there's room for it I because bring, you get rid of Halle Berry and you get rid of and Pedro then, and you get rid of uh, Jeff
0: Bridges still. And then you kind of have the room for it room. All. Yeah, Jeff Bridges, I mean, like in this version, he's a blown anyway. up. Like He could have the same role in the film yeah, and get blown but up. But
1: we're trimming all those characters out, you, you have room for one cameo. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah.
3: Exactly. Yeah. For this kind of, like, the film that it is in the genre, is that ending nearly too dark? Does it need that spy film yeah, sting honestly, at the end? Yeah, honestly, one thing, like, I, I'm I
0: totally open to a better ending, or a stronger ending. Or um, a poor, no, but the more ending, like, ending. the
3: ending's really like, yeah, quite beautiful. I like it. It's just, yeah, I mean, just because of what we know Kingsman is, it's like- do we need like one more scene on the end that's just a little bit more fun? And a little bit yeah, of like the promise yeah. of I've, a bit of fun or
0: I can't I'm inclined to agree with you. I just kind of but I mean even the actual film, it's like we got a wedding and then we got a shit sting of Channing Tatum the, like the sting with him but was But I terrible. I'm totally open like to a more fun, upbeat, exciting ending that makes you go, fuck yeah, I want to see the third one. But I don't want an ending that feels like it's purely there to set yes. up another film. And you what? don't
3: want to undercut the beautiful, like thematic things that we ended with in this. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know, I'm like I'm open to anything here, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't have one off the top of my head. It'd be nice if you take that drinking scene from earlier and you give it to them. on the. Were they on the plane at the end there? Yeah. They're on yeah. the plane and maybe they're just like tequila pulls a bottle out and they start on like autopilot. doing a toast to everybody, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that could be really nice. And then like the very last bit is to Scotland. Like they do Merlin last. Yeah, they'd probably do Harry yeah. last though, wouldn't they, or something? I don't know. Oh, I had a bit of heart there, mate. But yeah, just <laughs> something bit of like... A bit of an extra beat in bit there. Bit of a sprinkling. No, but you added, you added a lot of heart to, to what they already had. Keeping Roxy around just adds so much to this
0: film. But I just think it gives a contrast yeah, to Eggsy because one Definitely. thing that's unresolved in the first film was like he failed his training. Yeah. And yet yeah, like he wins at the end. It's like yeah sure he's got a right to be a Kingsman, but if you were the Kingsman operative who was like oh so like what he's like the glorious hero and he fucked up his training and I followed it to the letter. Yep. Like there'll be part of you that would kind of maybe look down on him a little bit. Yep. And uh, she was a tougher
3: character anyway. I love the the opening that you changed as well. Just having him at the party just because that's Something that, like, spy movies kind of gloss over is the fact that you are the spy and it's, like, it, it, at at the cost of your personal life. Mm. And yeah, it's, like, yeah. he, he's he's and, just and a marooned re- guy re- who doesn't have anywhere to, sort of, stand, really. I and mean, yeah, he's really young. Too, like, how old is he, Yeah, like, he's 20? probably 20.
0: And yeah. you,
1: can you reassimilate? Well, that's it, yeah. Once like, you've been reprogrammed like that. Maybe you can to a degree, but, you know, Gabe, you kind of explore that. There, Gabe, you,
3: and and you brought this this theme up in uh, in your Allied pitch. Where which I really love, and it, I think it applies to something like this. It applies to anything with people in this line of work, and it's like that whole idea of um the you know the something along the lines of the world where we're fighting for is not one that we get to live in. Yeah, mm. That
0: yeah. kind yeah. of applies that's to these really guys. That's a really good theme. That's
2: a which really interesting theme. Does totally apply. To these. I mean, uh,
0: whether you want to get that dark with Kingsman mm. is kind of a question. But, but I, I think, I think you it's. Can. But I actually think it does bear thinking about because the first film, what kind of made the first film stand out was this whole idea of a chav who becomes a spy I mean the conflict between Eggsy's sort of rough side of the tracks upbringing with his gentleman spy future is fundamental to this franchise yeah, yeah. and whereas in in this film and the second one it just kind of seems like in the actual film like when he sort of catches up with his old friends and everything they're just hanging out and it's just fine yeah, yeah. and it's like oh he says oh no I'm not gonna drink I'm not gonna take drugs or whatever I'm like that's that's kind of a big part of this
3: scene, and, like and
0: Princess Tildy's there, and it's kind just of hanging like hanging out with them. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It yeah. doesn't really add up at all. I think you just need something from that. It probably goes that saying as well. I, di- I didn't make a point of this, but like with the people being poisoned by the drugs and everything, like in the film, it would be Eggsy's old friends who have mm, been poisoned. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. to, yeah. to give stakes and
3: his so. mum even and yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah. So maybe because his mum had there. nothing in this film except. Like, she was in one shot at the wedding at the end. It's Briefing like, I'm end. like, oh, okay, there's his mum. She all was right. quite a major part of the first film, like, too. The, yeah. the first film ended with him being like, hey, mum, I've got a house. Come live with me. Yeah. yeah. And, I was like, and that just never went anywhere.
1: Which yeah. is, like, every kid's dream. You know what I mean? To, like, be able to, like...
3: To live with their mother when they're older. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be able to, you know...
1: <laughs> Mummy <you> listening. No, <laughs> to be able to give back to all our mums as to be, yeah, to be able to give your... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> extreme be- advantage. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. but, um, I will not no, really but like that's but a be out To be
1: able to provide for your, your parents In the way that they did for you You know what I mean Like I guess maybe if you had a mum Like a single mum Who maybe didn't have heaps of money yeah. Cue the violin You know yeah for sure It'd be like mum I can give for you What you sacrificed to look after for yeah, me Yeah I forgot
0: about that in the first yeah. film That like yeah. he's like mum come live with me and yeah. just that's kind of how it come up It's the, the Zayn
1: Malik plotline from One Direction When he got big and famous He bought his poor oh, single yeah. mum a house And it's beautiful cool.
0: Yeah, I that that story means a lot to Perhaps
1: me. Perhaps Zayn Malik should sing Britney Spears "I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman" yeah, in this yeah. film, cool. like out on the soundtrack. Yeah. For me personally, okay. I'm going to really enjoy that.
0: And on that note, I've been Gabe, I've been Carney, I've been Kat. And if you guys have any ideas about Kingsman Two, any thoughts on the film, any thoughts on our fix, email us in at movie maintenance at sanspantsradio.com. Otherwise, you can tweet us at mm sanspants. Otherwise, I'm at Goldberg I'm at Sidekick of Dowie.
1: I'm at Kath Atkins Five.
0: And Zayn Malik will not be in this film.
1: Oh. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. God. I'm not a girl.